welcome into the program from Blogging the Boys at ESPN San Antonio, R.J. Ochoa. R.J., good morning. How are you? I'm doing well, guys. Good morning to you. Happy almost Easter. Yeah, there you go. Uh, draft is just around the corner, R.J. And, and look, we're going to put you in the draft room. Uh, uh, and I want to know what where you're headed. Are, are if when you when the Cowboys are on the clock, R.J. Ochoa is going to pick a linebacker. He's going to pick a wide receiver. He's going to pick an offensive lineman. Uh, he's going to pick a rush in. What is R.J. Ochoa going to pick? if he's in the draft room uh, on draft night in a couple of Thursdays? Well, so the uh, the chalk answer is it depends on the board. It depends on the way, you know, the first 23 picks go. Um, you know, that that is important, and, and that certainly does, you know, you know hold all of the, the value associated with the, with the night and, and how things are going to go. But I think, you know, there's a lot of um, – there's a lot of wandering eyes to the idea of drafting a wide receiver. And that's not to say that wide receiver isn't a legitimate need for the Cowboys. And some would argue it's a, a need that they've created by trading away Amari Cooper. But, you know, spilt milk is spilt milk. And so while I totally agree that the Cowboys need to walk away with some help at wide receiver when the draft is fully over, I think when it comes to the first night, the first round, Thursday night, whatever, um, I, I think the, the most – logical approach is to address the offensive line. I mean, they've addressed other areas of their team. You know, you can argue how legitimately they've addressed them, but they've addressed it nonetheless. And so I think that they have to walk away with a starting left guard, whether that's Kenyon Green out of A&M or, or Zion, excuse me, <coughs> Zion Johnson out of Boston College. One of those two players has to be a Cowboy, I think, for us to consider the night a full and true success. RJ, what did it say to you about the GM of the Dallas Cowboys, Jerry Jones, his biggest announcement just a few days before the draft is a crypto partnership. Well, um, you know, I um, I don't totally understand cryptocurrency, which I feel like I'm, I'm failing my fellow millennials uh, in the process of. But um, it, it really just feels like being trolled, honestly. I mean, you know, and, and to be very fair, if anybody expected anything legitimate after the Cowboys said it was a, a business announcement, I think that the onus for that falls on them. Um, but it, it feels like a troll. I mean, it feels like the Cowboys are almost kind of rubbing our faces and they're kind of just, you know, like, you know, giggling while showing us the middle finger sort of thing. Like, you really want us to do something? Uh, yeah, right. Like, we're just going to sit here and make more money. Um, and so was the press conference really necessary? You know, did they have to go through the whole pomp and circumstance? I don't know, but uh, it's frustrating. I, I think it only adds to the frustration. I think if you look at you know, any tweet from the official Dallas Cowboys account and all of the replies yesterday, um, they're not exactly kind. Uh, I think people are, have reached their breaking point, and I think that this only exacerbated that issue. So after not really doing anything in the offseason, Jerry announced that he's open to moving up in the draft. Is that something that we actually see happen, or is that just talk? You know, I, I hate to be a pessimist and I hate to be a downer. And, you know, it's springtime. It's supposed to be lovely. And, you know, that's why it's always weird when these, like, little pockets of rain show up. But I do think it's the latter. I, I mean, last year the Cowboys were picking much higher up. They were at 10 overall. And there was a rumor that came out, you know, by way of ESPN's Chris Mortensen just before the draft that, that Jerry was uh, infatuated with Kyle Pitts and, and that if he wanted him, he was going to have to trade up. And so what did that provide? It provided content, and you know I'm I'm really grateful for that. But I and and I'm guilty of 
you know, we have an article up about Jerry's comments and things like that at our site. But I think it's Jerry is, is, is not dumb. I mean, and I think that there's there's a kernel of truth to everything. And so, yeah, I totally believe if, if the right deal is there to be made, that the Cowboys have interest in moving up. But I honestly think that moving up is, is kind of a disaster for them. You know, they have purposefully avoided free agency to the point of addressing their offseason needs by way of the draft. And they have a lot of those needs, you know. The, the draft, you know, kind of effectively ends after the third round, you know, because at that point you're kind of throwing darts. You can certainly find legitimate players. Dak Prescott was a fourth-round pick, obviously. But as far as, you know, percentages and probabilities and overall likelihoods, the third round is kind of where legitimacy ultimately ends. And the Cowboys currently only have three picks in the top 100. And so if they're going to trade, I mean, they need to trade back. I, I just They need to pick up more capital. I, I don't see how trading up. There's nobody given their standing right now in the moment and players that are likely to be available. There's no legitimate game-changing player that is totally worth moving up. And so if they do, I would love to understand what their motivation is. Talking with R.J. Ochoa from Blog of the Boys. R.J., you mentioned all of the all the different type of needs. So, again, I'm going to ask you to, to go into the draft room. And I know a lot of times it's best player available. I get all that stuff. But, I mean, at the, at the end of the day, is it is it is it on the defensive side of the football? Is it on the offensive side of the football? Where are you going first if uh, if if you're if you're the Cowboys? I mean, is it is it a linebacker spot? Is it a safety spot? Is it you know is it that rush in? Uh, is it you know is it one of those offensive lineman spots? Where are you going? I think it has to be the offensive line, and I think it has to be the offense in general. You know, last year was the defensive draft. They spent their first six picks. On the defensive side of the ball last year, that was the first time in Dallas Cowboys franchise history that they spent their first six picks in a draft on on defense. And that's not to say that you spend six in a row on offense here, but your biggest needs are on the offensive side of the ball. You need a starting guard. You need a wide receiver. You need a tight end of the future because I really doubt that they're going to pay Dalton Schultz. And, you know, tight end isn't like the most pressing concern, but it is a legitimate need nonetheless. And so do you need an edge rusher? Totally. Do you need a linebacker so that Micah Parsons can float around? Absolutely. Do you need a safety? Yeah, always. Welcome to the 21st century for the Dallas Cowboys. But those needs, you know, are are quantitative, but they're not as qualitative as the offensive side of the ball. And so that's why, I mean, for for me, I think the the best strategy, and it's boring and it's chalk and it's it's not going to, you know, make any headlines, but it's waiting until 24 because one of Zion Johnson or Kenyon Green is going to be there. You take them. And then you're going to have to address tight end and wide receiver along the way. When you have an opportunity, you can draft an edge rusher, an edge rusher of the future, because you do have to mitigate the loss of Randy Gregory. But I mean, you, you have to help that offense. That, that off, people, you know, people love to stay in grandstand and say, well, it was the number one offense in the NFL last year. Yeah, it was. And then it fell apart. And, you know, that, that's a generalization that isn't true to who they were. They completely and totally broke as an offense. And right now, as it stands, they have two fewer starters on that side of the ball than they did when the season ended, and they haven't done anything to address it. R.J. Ochoa blogging the boys with us, talking Cowboys here on ESPN Central Texas. And, R.J., we've talked about this could be the worst offseason in Cowboys history. What is the good thing, the best thing the Cowboys did in this offseason, in your opinion? Um, <laughs> they were not the Washington Commanders. Um, they... Um, <laughs> You know, they um, they <laughs> showed up on time uh, to the owners' meetings. Um, they, you know, I mean, like, and that sounds like joking and, and silliness, but it, it really is difficult. I mean, 
they they brought back Michael Gallup. You know, they they brought back some important role players. They brought back the J. Ron Curses of the world. Like those things deserve, you know, legitimate rounds of applause. I, I don't know that I'm like, you know, it's not a standing ovation or anything like that, but it is very difficult uh, to find something that it is worthy of legitimate praise because everything they did is sort of just common sense to do. And that's what's kind of frustrating is they're still lacking in those common sense moves to where they, they haven't you know even scratched the surface on the unexpected creative genius moves. And so um, like a lot of people are going to give them credit for drafting players when that's just a process. Like that's, you know, like they, they have nine picks. And so they have to do that. And so, you know, they're not like doing anything special to exercise their selections. And so um, it's, it's been tough. I mean, and that's just on the field, obviously off the field has only, um, I think impacted people in, in ways of embarrassment, all the horrible allegations that have been associated with the team. I think, you know, this has been an off season where people have been a little bit more ashamed to wear their Cowboys gear than in years past. RJ, so right now you have Jason Garrett going to be in the booth at the USFL. Wade Phillips is taking a job as head coach of the XFL. What does Mike McCarthy need to do this year to make sure he's not joining one of them the following offseason? First of all, I think Mike McCarthy would make an incredible color commentator. I, I'm astounded that somebody thinks that Jason Garrett would. Um, but, I mean, it sounds so lame. And it sounds, you know, we've thrown out this ultimatum every year for, you know, almost three decades now, but they have to, and, and it's sad because you, you say this and then you get met with the like, you know, back in the day, you know, when Tom Landry was coaching the team, the standard was to win the Super Bowl, And like, that's true. But I mean, if, if they do not reach the NFC title, I, I just don't know how you bring them back. I, I really don't. And, you know, whether it's Sean Payton or some other, you know, would be opportunity to, to move on from him. I don't, I don't know how you, you could sell that. I mean, uh, and some of it would depend on the context of how their season ended, right? Like, do they lose in the divisional round off of a, you know, last second field goal that's like 60 yards that just, you know, is stupid. You know, is there a, a penalty situation like the Dez Cotter game? I mean, or, or do they just collapse? Do they go four and 13 or, or whatever the case may be? But in a vacuum, I think they have to reach the NFC title game, which sounds sad because that's, that's saying they could lose it and he could still stick around. But they, they have to do something that this team has never done before in, in, in this era. And we've seen this team, like last year, have success. We've, we've seen this team win October and win November. And, you know, we're all talking about how apathetic people are this offseason. I, I really believe that the Cowboys could start off 6-1, and 7-1, and one, and you guys know better than I do the energy that can surround Cowboys fans. That's a fun fall, right? When, when the Cowboys are so good, it makes everything better. Like, everybody in your life wants to talk about it, and it's such a fun ride. I don't think it would be that way this year. I, I really think people would, would have this sort of, yeah, so what mentality about it. Like, let's see what they do in January. I, I really think that people are disconnected in ways that, that we have never seen in the Jerry Jones era. You, you mentioned that uh, you feel like Mike McCarthy has to have a better ending to the season than than they did a year ago but when you look at the roster the way it's constructed today do they even have a chance to do that I mean does this roster say hey we can get to an NFC championship game with this group I think they can because it's an NFC championship game it's not an AFC championship game and I, I think that they have you know in a frustrating way banked on that they have banked on their poor division they have banked on the fact that the, this conference is weakening with all of the defections towards the AFC with Russell Wilson and Devontae Adams and things like that. And so I think that they just feel really lucky. And they are lucky in that sense. They do have a really easy schedule. I mean, they get to play, you know, 10 games against the NFC East and the crummy AFC South. And so 
you know, on paper, they should, you know, win enough games to get them into the dance. But they are not taking advantage and pouring it on in a way that they should. You know, we've seen other teams do that in these, you know, similar sort of opportunities, and they just haven't. And that's what is, you know, difficult to, to understand because, you know, you would think, you would presume that the time is now, right? Like, and, and we haven't seen them operate that way at all. It's been very lackadaisical. It's been very patient, which can be a good thing, but, but <clears throat> excuse me, in this case, is a bad thing. Um, and so, I, I mean, they can win this conference because they play in this division at this moment in time. But I, I don't think anybody wants to backdoor into anything. Like, I mean, you know, it's a weird example, but like, I didn't think that Rory McIlroy's round on Sunday at the Masters was impressive. People were like, oh man, the dude finished second on the Masters. Yeah, he finished second because everybody else collapsed. And, you know, he was playing like eight groups ahead of the final pairing. Like, it would be this sort of backdooring situation. And would it be fun? And would they be rewarded for that? Maybe. But I don't think that it would be as authentic as it should be, which is, again, the problem. All right, uh, what are you working on for blogging the boys? Well, the draft is two weeks away, so we're finalizing our schedule for, you know, we're going to be on all throughout on our YouTube channel and, and different places like that. And so, um, you know, we're, we're getting predictions in. We're setting things up to, you know, do this thing. I mean, it's always a, a fun ride, even as frustrating as, as it is right now. Uh, generally, people um, do experience a level of hope around the draft. So we're going to ride that wave. Uh, we'll, we'll put away the negative energy and we'll break out the champagne <laughs> for, uh, for when the Cowboys, you know, trade up to 10 and, and take a tackle. Oh, boy. <laughs> RJ, as always, it is a pleasure. Thanks so much. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a great weekend.